You know that great feeling when you get a sudden spark of an idea for a new story? That's the beginning of discovery, the first of the three stages of writing. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich, and this is How Story Works. you, November is a month for novel writing, inspired by NaNoWriMo, or National Novel Writing Month, the annual mass foray into storytelling that challenges writers to put down 50,000 words in 30 days. For others, every month is a month for novel writing. Either way, every novel starts the same, with a spark of inspiration. Novels have three stages to creation, discovery, drafting, and revision. And since it's November, we're going to celebrate NaNoWriMo by talking about these three stages over the next three weeks. Today, we're going to talk about discovery. As I've said before, writing is a balance of craft and magic, and the particular balance of any particular project can fall anywhere between all magic and no craft to all craft and no magic. For a refresher on the workings of craft and magic, go to How Story Works, episode 28, Magic and Craft. The discovery phase is the first phase of writing, when you get that first spark of an idea and start to work with it. Discovery is an important part of the writing process, yet it often gets dismissed and neglected because it doesn't feel like work. But trust me, it is work. When you're on your commute and trying to work out what happened in your protagonist's past to make her so damn angry with the world, that's discovery. When you're playing a video game and you suddenly find yourself in the world of your story, walking down the main road toward the town your merry band of misfits is going to have to defend from raiders, that's discovery. When you're sleeping and you dream about the perfect resolution to your central narrative conflict, that's discovery. But discovery also happens during drafting. When you're in the middle of writing a scene and suddenly realize that your trickster character never drinks alcohol because he needs to stay on his toes in order to keep all his lies in the air. Discovery happens in revision, when you're combing through a scene and get a glimpse of the violent marriage the hairstylist in the salon is keeping a secret from everyone else as she laughs and pretends everything's all right while cutting your protagonist's hair. Discovery is an essential part of the writing process, but it doesn't feel like work a lot of the time. We devalue it because we often don't have to work for it. These ideas come, we play with them for a while, sometimes we jot them down, and then we keep going with whatever else we're doing. Discovery is wonderful and fun. It's falling in love with your story. It's the spark of inspiration and delight, but often it doesn't result in words or scenes or plotting or any actual measurable work done. So we often feel useless and lazy during discovery, despite the fact that discovery is a legitimate part of the process and we are, in fact, working. Many people get the idea and immediately start writing or filling out their plotting sheets, depending on whether they're a pantser or a plotter, because they need to feel like they're accomplishing something they can track with a metric, words written, scenes planned, characters named, etc. But I'm here to tell you that discovery is an important part of the process, and you're going to get your best work done when you give discovery its due, when you give it your attention and respect. But another problem with discovery is that inspiration is something you need, but often we feel like shiftless little dilettantes as we wait for inspiration to strike. Real writers, after all, don't just wait for inspiration. They work, they write, they create, they bring a story into being, whether they feel like it or not. Fair enough, you're right. Waiting for inspiration to come to you can be a frustrating, long, and time-wasting process. Writing does require diligence and attention, the same way a relationship does. And if you only go to it when you feel like it, 
then you may never go to it at all, and it may not be there when you do. So how do you indulge discovery when you can't wait on the whims of your muse to grace you with her presence? Well, you go find her instead of waiting for her to come to you. In Big Sloppy Wet Kiss, episode 12 of my podcast, Big Strong Yes, with my co-host Kelly Jones, we spoke about the idea that your creativity is madly in love with you. But if it gets batted away too often when it comes to visit you at inopportune times, it can stay away, afraid of that rejection. But if you want it to come back, all you have to do is learn how to whistle for it. So here are a few ways you can whistle for your muse. If you do, she will come to you. She will inspire you. She will feed you all the ideas you can handle during your discovery process. Whistle number one, cast your characters. Choose actors you love to play your characters in your head. It's okay to base a character on an actor, someone you know, or just a picture you saw in a magazine. Eventually, your character will come to life on their own in your head, but in the meantime, these placeholders can hold that space until your characters are ready to shed them. Whistle number two, make a soundtrack. Imagine that the story in your head is a movie. What songs would be on the soundtrack? Is it broody and medieval with Gregorian chants and a dark heartbeat to the pounding resonance of the Carmina Burana? Is it a light rom-com with fun pop music, a love theme from John Legend, a woman power song from Pink? Choose a song for each one of your major characters. Choose one for the town they live in. Choose one for the town they travel to. Choose a song for the love scene, for the sex scenes, for the climax, for the battle, for the closing credits. Make a playlist of these songs in your music streaming app of choice, and then listen to it only when you are free to think about your book. While on the daily commute, while running on the treadmill, while walking the dog. Eventually, you will associate those songs with that story. And when you need to whistle for your muse to come to you, you play it. She will arrive, loaded down with creative little trinkets to fuel your work. For those of you who can listen to music while you write during the drafting process, a soundtrack can be an additional bonus. Whistle number three, collage. Collaging is my least favorite part of the discovery process. I am not an artist and I hate printing and cutting and pasting and getting stickers and decoration for a collage. That said, it is invariably the thing that sparks my muse the most. I don't tend to think visually. I think in terms of narrative movement, but doing a collage forces me to think in terms of visual symbols and environment and my muse apparently loves it. Collages can work in a million different ways. I've done them on foam core boards. I've done them on 12-inch scrapbooks. I've put a shelf on my wall and put physical items that belong to my characters on it. I've done them digitally in Photoshop. Hell, a Pinterest board will do the trick. What matters is that you are searching for and assembling images that speak to your story environment, your characters, the big moments. And as you curate this material, ideas will explode around you like little creativity bombs. I do find that my creativity responds best to the stuff that I hate the most, the physical assembly. But for me, the 12-inch scrapbook works really well for that. Each page is small, so I can do one in a short period of time and then stop for a little while. They're all dedicated, much like every song in the soundtrack, to different elements of my story. And if I've done my casting, then I've already got placeholders for my characters. I just do an internet search in Google Images, find pictures of them where they look the most like my characters that I'm writing, and then print them out and put them in the scrapbook. And once I'm done assembling the scrapbook, I have a much better visual sense of my story and my muse is happy. 
Discovery as a process can take as long as you need it to take. For some, it might be a week. For others, it could be a couple of months. When you find yourself full up on inspiration and ready to start writing your story, then you know you've given Discovery its due. That said, it's a good thing to keep in mind that these three phases of writing are not distinct, and there is much overlap between them. You'll find yourself doing discovery during revision, drafting little bits and pieces of the story during discovery, and revising and editing while you're drafting. And speaking of drafting, well, we'll get to that next time. Okay, that's it for today. If you have questions about how story works, call 302-643-CHIP. That's 302-643-2447. And leave a message. Or you can email me at Lonnie at Chipperish.com or contact me on Twitter at Lonnie Diane Rich or at Chipperish with the hashtag HowStoryWorks. How Story Works is a free college-level course in narrative theory and writing and is entirely supported by listener donations. For as little as a dollar a month, you can keep it in production and gain access to exclusive chipperish content and a community of smart people who love stories. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish for more information. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.